With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey there, we at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out BlueWirePods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome to a live edition. If you're catching it live, we appreciate you being here. If you're not catching it live, we also appreciate you being here. Listen to us in your car, wherever you are during this quarantine, hopefully actually just in your house. But welcome to episode 35 of Boys at 161st Street. I am one of your hosts, as you can see. My name is Luke Rella. I'm here with my boys, the other boys of 161st Street. Damon, this is like reverse, so it's like I go left, oh, yeah. go right, I go right, it goes left. Yeah, yeah, it's the other way around. So you can see the little, you can see our little cartoons in the bottom. Uh, I where am I? I'm on the bottom right. That's me over over there. I'm the one with the better beard on the on the right as well. Yeah, that's how you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of bullshit because when we did the, when the logo first came out, our beards were pretty comparable. You had me by a little bit, but not as much. As you know what, what was shown like, in the logo, but now because I've had to shave a little bit, I've now, like made now it, it's pretty good. I've made it my duty, I think, to because of this logo that came out. I just need to grow my beard out, and I, I've been embracing now, it. Well, because they made your beard like look—you looked like a superhero for some reason. You were so. I mean, what, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, I I just gotta grow it out now. I gotta make it thicker and better. You gotta know. get to the gym too. They made you enormous. Well, the good thing is that you can only see this part, so no one knows what the bottom half looks like. So, oh, good I just point. I just Boom. told everybody that never <laughs> shave. So Rico said never shave. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> That's how you. Yeah, I'm never t- again. I had so what happened with me was I had my beard pretty big, and I was you know normal shaping or whatever, and then I went to go fishing with a couple of my buddies, but you know trying to get the mask to fit and i had to wear one and the mask wouldn't fit so i had to i had the illest, had hack it I had off. The illest beard hair the other day because i was wearing a mask and it was all to the side when i took oh. it off it was just like it was all over here yeah <laughs> that's why you shaved trying to right get there. it back it was, it was, yeah, it was that's why back I, shaved, I shaved like the, the sides because it was like i couldn't fit the mask on that's wild i mean quarantine man that's how you know which one I am in the cartoon because I'm the only one that's doesn't have a beard and I'm not Kev. So. Yeah, <laughs> I had, you're right. I'm never going to shave. You're right. <laughs> when I shaved mine though, it was kind of funny because 
even the chin that I left used to be way longer. So I had like an Anthony Rendon thing going on where everything was shaved except the chin part of the goatee, which was going down, you know, kind of far. Yeah. Pretty funny. It had the the goatee I gotta say, you're definitely pulling the goatee off. I don't know how I feel about it. We'll <laughs> We're going to get into it. Comes back a, now's, the, now's the time to try new things. This is a good conversation yeah. to have, too, because one of, the, one of the pod topics is about some uh, some Yankee beards. We got a voicemail about best Yankee beards since they have left or before, but we'll get into that later. Before we start, we got some actual good news to talk about. Before we start, how are you guys feeling today? Great. Actually feeling great. Did a lot of DIY today. A lot of DIY. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've done much. Hello. It's pretty pretty average. Chicks do love the beard, but um, what was I going to say? All right, whatever. I mean, actually, before we get into the baseball, I wanted to get your guys' opinion because I know you're both Jet fans. And what was your opinion on the draft? How did it go for you guys? Uh, I'll give the the outsider looks. I'm not too involved in the the football scouting as much as Murph is, but Murph's a pro. Scout. I don't know. We had like we had. I'm just happy one. We didn't take a defensive lineman. We took an offensive lineman for the first time in 26 years. So that was nice. Um, either that or a wide receiver, and we went with one of them. I was surprised we got a quarterback in the fourth round, though. That was you were, one of those you were surprised you got a quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> I know, but yeah, but we got is, Jalen Hurts. At least you got a like a recognizable quarterback, and Wentz is kind of you know iffy. Wentz is very good, and I'll I'll talk about that for a second. I I'm very happy with Wentz, but I actually have had time to think about it because at first I was so like just caught off guard as I should be, but I'm happy they got it. it's a good insurance policy the way I see it. Yeah, because when I he agree. inevitably or, goes down in week 14, misses two games or something, we could still end up doing well. We had Josh McCown who didn't really get it going on for us. So oh, we've had yeah. Josh McCown, don't worry. <laughs> I think everyone's had Josh McCown. Yeah. yeah. He's been around. <laughs> He's been around. Uh yeah, I was I was happy with the offensive line. Um, I like Beckton. I think he's probably he's huge. So that was cool. He's a massive man. Um I wanted CD Lamb really bad. Uh, I kind of yeah, so hated to see him go. You know, we got the kid from uh uh was he, was he from Baylor? I'm forgetting already. It's like Mims or whoever the receiver was in the second round. He was looking pretty good. Um, so, yeah, they did it all right. We'll see. No uh, no Jamal Adams this year, though, I don't think. Yeah, I hope not. All right. So Let's get into baseball. Let's get into our first baseball Let's topic. Baseball. Let's get into baseball. So, we're actually – I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I mean, we got – like. I don't know. I, for some reason, I was feeling good before we got this news, but then Jeff Passan comes out with an article and basically gives us hope. Like this just came out four hours ago. He, Jeff Passan tweeted out an article and some some key points from it. I'm not going to just sit here and read the entire article to you guys, but some key points from it. One cool part was, yes, we'll over the past two weeks, as it states, have begun to plan their reopenings. Nearly everyone along the decision-making continuum League officials, players, union leaders, owners, doctors, politicians, TV power brokers, team executives. It's a long list of people. But every, basically everybody's on the same page saying that there's there has grown increasingly optimistic that there will be baseball this year. So that's cool. That's really yeah. cool to me. I mean, because that's just coming out of left field because we've been feeling like we've been making no strides. At it, and this just gives everybody a little bit of hope. Another another excerpt I wanted to point out, what gives Manfred and others so much confidence that there will be a season, 
And Manfred responded and said, incentives. It's not just that everybody wants a season. It's the doom and gloom over what will happen if there isn't one, which I agree with. And yeah. I, I don't, I just, don't, I don't really necessarily, I agree with that, but I don't agree with the reasoning as to why they're confident because of that, because that's just saying, yeah, yeah, like you're pushing, it would be so bad if we didn't have it. So we're going to have it, you know? Yeah, it's not almost because like, it's almost like we're not trying to have it because that's what we should be doing. We're trying to have it because, oh shit, if we don't have it, then the the aftermath is going to be a thousand percent worse. Um, I'm I'm all for it, regardless of how we get baseball. I just want it to happen. If it's in Arizona, if it's on Mars, if it's in New York, I don't <laughs> care. I just I want to watch something, and a lot of people get pushed back on. It's not going to be the same. Obviously, it's not going to be the same, but Put it in perspective, would you rather not, you know, you either watch baseball on the TV, which I guarantee, how how many, how what percent of games do you think you watch on TV? I mean, we like go, how everyone we don't like, go to. Yeah, you yeah. probably watch upwards of 95% of games on TV. So the, ex, the, actual, the actual experience of you watching the game, it's not going to change a whole lot. I know that it's going to change for a couple of people. It's going to change for the players a lot too, like the, the playing field of, um, I know they're talking about putting players in the stands or limited mound visits and limiting contact with people, which I think that's when you start to get a little iffy on the rules. But I know, again, whatever, whichever way we can at baseball, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, I just think like the tricky part is going to be, you know, having who's going to be allowed in the stadium during these. That They're going to have to be on TV. There's going to have to be. X amount of people. So the idea for Arizona was to basically have everybody down there. Is it going to be that way? Or are they still going to be traveling city to city? So yeah. that's the thing. And uh, the plan's going to be in place by May 31st. So we'll see. Yeah. And I feel like we're more likely to have a central location that players are going to be playing. I, I, I can't see a world where we're just going to open up and start traveling everywhere again. And I know that Cuomo said, Something about yeah. Or we have baseball in the summer. Yeah, I'll, I'll read no the stands. tweet. He said, uh, "New York Governor Cuomo envisions baseball games being played at Yankee Stadium and City Field without fans this summer." So on that, I, I, I mean, politics aside, anything else like that. This is strictly a baseball podcast, but that just doesn't make any sense to me because, like, obviously New York is still going to be a little bit of a wreck, no matter what time in the summer, whenever it's going to be, like. If games are going to be played without fans, why does it matter if they're played in City Field and Yankee Stadium? Like, I don't care. Like, the benefit of it being in Yankee Stadium and City Field is that I can go to the game. Like, not like what yeah. is it? What does it matter at all if, like, like if it's going to be televised? I don't care if I'm if there are people in this. Like, if it's in New York, like, you're pu- yeah, at I that point that. you're pushing it. Like, why? I, I don't get why even. Bring yeah, it the up whole or the whole point that. of having the whole point of having games at your home field in the way field is for fan engagement and crowd engagement and to have that aspect of the game, which is going to completely change. You know, think about, I know I hate bringing this up, but the Astros at away team away teams this year, they're not going to get that. They're going to have the same level of fan volume and engagement that every other team is going to get. Could you imagine they still get thrown at? I think they will. I think they will. Cause the players are mad too. It. I would love it. Cause then it would just be, I don't know. Then it's just like the players just being just so mad. Like they didn't, 
do that because they fed from the crowd or anything like that. Like they just came in that day and said, I'm going to hit this guy and that's what I'm yeah. going to do. And I'm going to brawl after and it's going to be cool. <laughs> and then yeah. it's going to literally be like the WWE. They're going to make it televised and like have the bell ring and everything. <laughs> they, they said they were going to do like a whole like show almost like more entertaining since it's going to be no fans in the stands. That'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see if they do the whole no fans on, um, just TV games. I think they're going to do some things with the broadcast that they haven't done before. Like for example, miking up players showing yeah. maybe they'll show the seventh inning stretch to make people feel like they're there. Maybe the Yankees guys are still doing the YMCA and it's just on TV or something. You never know. That, that kind yeah. of thing would be kind of cool to see. Um, but that's so. a, that's a good point though, because if the, if the MLB is preparing to do this and have games with no fans and then they just keep it normal, like a normal broadcast, I'm going to be like, you have to take advantage of opportunity and do something different like that. They yeah, will. they will. Well, cause I mean, every inning between batters and between pitches, they pan over the crowd. What are they just, gonna, they're just going to pan over empty seats. They're going to have gonna to fill that. Kiss can. I think there's going to, yeah. <laughs> I think they should start, you know, maybe interviewing guys in the bullpen uh, that aren't playing more, yeah. you know, kind of like an all-star gamey type thing uh, yeah. for certain games, at least. And so it, has, that, it has the potential to be fun. Yeah, it's not the same, but fun. Yeah, and yeah. for all those people that like, I know everybody comments and tweets and all that stuff, and then people are saying like, "Oh, like if it's not going to be the same, I don't want to see it." Like, shut up! Like, just stop. You're like, if we're good. If if you get anything, if we get that round robin tournament, I'm going to watch it. You're not going to not watch. Like that's yeah. just bullshit to me. Like everyone's like, "Oh, if it's not the same, like why don't we just just wait until it's real?" Like, yeah, you want to wait a, a year, a year, maybe more. Think about how long that's going to be until opening day 2021. You want to wait that long just because it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be this year? Yeah. No. Like, I'm going to – if if they play a home run derby to decide who wins the World Series, I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching whatever they give me, and that's cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Something I noticed that was funny to me was obviously – you saw like the the Chinese league and stuff like that, like the Rakuten monkeys, like that that team. Mm-hmm. They walked it off or something. I watched like yeah. a, like a highlight of it. I didn't watch the game, but something I f- no, like funny that I noticed was that they had the cutouts of fans in the stands, and That's I th- I think I also saw a article. I don't know if this is true, but it was about how the uh, MLB might do the same thing. Do you think they'll do the same thing? I think that's weird. I think that's so weird. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. I think that's a I think that looks overseas so uh, thing that they'll, they'll I did, take advantage the of. Thing, the thing I did see was that people can send in their pictures and, like, I guess pay to put their, their picture out in the stands. I don't know if they pay or they just send it in or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way the MLB is going to try and raise money since they won't buy tickets. But <laughs> if they do that, we're sending in the like just a Bronx Pinstripes group and we'll put the BP faces out there that'll be fun yeah we'll again they, they have murph with the they, wings they World can Pat. make it yeah they can make the engagement fun if they if they try yeah um, i just thought that was weird to me yeah and i'm excited to see it either way i'm excited to see some sort of baseball yeah i agree yeah i mean hey this i i wasn't planning on talking about anything about like oh we're not getting baseball on this podcast or anything else like that but we did get hope so that's why we brought it up and yeah. i'm not gonna sit here and literally tell you every single episode be like oh yeah so we're still not getting baseball no like we got something new so we talked about it but now uh another little bit of news that we got 
was the Red Sox decision. Obviously, that uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this because it's really not that big a deal. But basically, it, they just got a slap on the wrist, which I'm not upset about. Like it, it's completely different from what the Astros did. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. But uh, basically, the, what happened was before, before we talk about it, what happened was they basically lost a second round pick in 2020. Uh, the so funny thing, their replay operator JT Watkins is banned from all of baseball in 2020 and banned from being the replay operator in 2021, but he can have a different job other than video operator. So that's mm-hmm. cool. But he's basically just the fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> just the the replay operator. And I thought that was weird that he can just have any other job. I don't know. They basically probably told him, like, hey, listen, we need we need a name. They need Bite the bullet. They need we need a name to send him. Just be our guy. We'll take care of you. And then the last piece was Alex Cora's band for the season, but it's only because of the Astros stuff, not the Red Sox. So yeah, I, I'm not. I don't care about this. I don't give a shit. I just thought we should. Bring I it think up. I think we've I've said it a million times before. We've I think this whole thing's been beat to death, and this is like we've we've been so sick of it, and it came so so late that. But it's not the same as the Astros. I'm trying to say like it's I'm, exactly. I'm okay no, agree, with the yeah. light punishment because it wasn't the same thing. It was gamesmanship. What it they wasn't did the same was thing whatsoever. Is what they did. And obviously, everybody knows they took the signs and they just went, went through the chain of people. And then if you have a man on second, they did it that way, which happens. Yeah. I'm not nearly as upset. Um, they they suck anyway. They're gonna suck for the next four yeah. or five years. So that's their punishment. I'm I'm done talking about the Red Sox. I just thought it was <laughs> yeah, I don't even have I don't even have anything to say on it. <laughs> I just we thought, can move on. I just thought I'm glad it's over. Yeah. That's it. I'm glad I just thought it was funny. we don't have to wait for anything else. I that's just thought it. it was funny that the MLB tried to sweep it under the rug and release it the same night as the draft. Just like here and the, yeah. Oh, oh by the yeah. way typical. by the way, yeah. the the this the thing we've been looking at forever, we didn't find anything so just here. And here's the NFL draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that was funny whatever. to me. I just wanted to bring it up, just talk a little bit about that. But I just, honestly, Michael Kay said this on the Michael Kay show, uh, that his bold prediction is that Cora will be the manager of the Red Sox in 2021. And I don't even think that's that hot of a take. I don't see Yeah, that. I think I could see him taking him back. And they love really? him. They love him. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, like, think about it. He didn't get in trouble. Like, he didn't get his suspension for what he did with the Red Sox. So... It's, I guess, forgivable for them. I, I don't think it'd be the best look for them if they did yeah. uh, take him back, but I wouldn't be that shocked if they did. Yeah, they, I'm just saying. I agree with him, but just because they love him. But anyway, that's that was just a little recap of news we got for the week. We uh, did get some voicemails, so we'll play the first voicemail for us. This one was an interesting one, so I'll play that for you right now. All right, ladies and gentle schmeezes, G Lim's here, coming at you with a question of the day. So my question for you guys is, who had the best facial hair once they left the Yankees? And with that being said, I'd like to give a nice shout-out to Jason Fat Stash Giambi. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Yeah, Giambi had a good one. Thank you, Greg. That was a, Honestly, this is a fun question, so we're going to spend some time on this one because the funny thing with the Yankees, obviously, they have that rule with the beard, and you can have a mustache, but no beard. I think it's below the lip. What is the rule, Murph? Yeah, so below they can't lip. have it. It's like kind of the military rule. I think you can't go below the lip, uh, so your mustache can only come to here, nothing below. And then 
the back of your head can't touch the collar. Like your hair can't be long enough to touch your collar. Yeah. So I think this is funny because there are so many players, obviously, that you see current Yankees that are because you're allowed to grow them out in the offseason, and obviously the offseason extended. So it's just funny to see who doesn't like the rule, who wants to have a beard. And then obviously when you see players leave, they grow out the beard immediately. And then it's just funny to see that. And like obviously pre-Yankee beards, like people yeah. who had beards before. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's just talk about who we think had the. What was the, the question? It was who who had the best beard? Best, best beard. Best beard. It was. It was Yankees. after leaving the Yankees. Well, let's yeah, just open it up and say we can just do, do it. Who had the best yeah. beard? Beard when they weren't on the Yankees. Yeah, I. I think I was. We were looking at the photos earlier. Um, yeah, I'll share my screen. Jo- and show a little. Joppa Chamberlain, man, that that thing is vicious, and that is one of my. Zero. My favorite ones for sure. Yeah, I got the Jabba picture up right here. Jabba's, where is it at? Jabba's, oh my Jabba god. Jabba had thing. the craziest beard because it's just funny to yeah, see. Yeah, that's a big one. It's funny to see him. Like, obviously, that thing's been growing ever since thing. he left the Yankees. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. That, like, that, he has not shaved that since he played a game with since the Since his final out, yeah. Since it looked like he used Scott's Miracle Grow on his face. <laughs> Whatever he's using, I want some of that. I want. I want to test out the beard, see if I can get it going. But that beard oh, is just God. yeah. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to see after not shaving for a career on the Yankees. Yeah, look at that thing. There's this. There some- must be something with Yankees going to the Tigers and just getting beards because Romine's is pretty pretty hefty right now. True. I was yeah, literally. Yeah, I was literally about to pull up Romine's too. But there yeah. there is some <laughs> there's some no, Romine literally cuz we saw Romine's beard in spring training. So obviously he had been growing that thing out the second he left because I mean, it's just nuts. Let me see. Yeah. Austin Romine. What year was that, Rella? Do you know? Does it say I'm not sure? I can't tell. Uh, when did the, you can just see his Tommy John? When did the Tigers? Kind of when did the Tigers win the AL Central? <laughs> no, that's and he, he put 2014. The, so twenty fourteen then, I think, maybe. You can just see. Look at how big the scar is on his arm too from the Tommy yeah. John. Did he put a smiley arm. face on it? I think he did. Yeah, yeah that's what the that two thing. eyes are. Yeah, that's impressive. Like Romine has. He looks a little. Uh, Romine hasn't he, shaved since he left. But the difference looks between like this one is there was this. You can tell like. He probably didn't have a beard before the Yankees, and then he just decided to go all out, and that's why it seems untamed. I don't you know? know, though, dude. He just seems like the kind of guy that got really upset that he got traded from the Yankees to the Tigers and just kind of let himself go. Yeah, that's true. He just kind of like, like in out. a loving way because I love Romine, but like he just looks. There's sadness in his eyes in that picture, <laughs> and I think it's from being traded to the Tigers or signed by the yeah, Tigers. But it's not well kept. He, he didn't know how to. He doesn't know how to keep it up. Yeah. He just growing out just to fucking grow it out, dude. Yeah. I I don't know. He this is the the back hit next to each other. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. That is literally like the last out, and then he just like he has the follicles clearly. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The Romine was no a, Romine's yeah. a big one to me, and, and it was funny because we noticed that when we were in, at spring training, and we were like, "Is that Romine?" Because we, we saw the Tigers game, and we we're like, "There's no way that's Romine, is it?" Yeah, yeah, and that was Romine. Yeah. But no, Damon, I had a few more. Let's let's go through. Because so, because it's Dude, funny. The, well, the biggest one I think of is Damon. He did, I'm obviously not after, but beforehand, 
Uh, he had Johnny the Damon. One. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Yeah, he in the hair too. Yeah, Johnny Damon had it going yeah, on. Yeah, Damon. That's the pre-Yankees. He, I mean, he just has it with the long hair, everything. He yeah, just he pulls it off. I, I used to have this Yankees yearbook from must have been. I don't know what year it was even, but it was the year that we got Damon and uh, it had like this chapter in it kind of about when Damon got his haircut when he came to the Yankees and like a bunch of before, during, after pictures of while he was actually getting it cut. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's just cool to see like, to me, the rule helps people and it hurts some people like Damon. It hurts him. Like he looks obviously a lot better with a beard but then mm-hmm. other people, it definitely helps. Like Tanaka over here. <laughs> Tanaka, I don't know if it's the combination of the Santa suit and the little goatee, but I don't people, know. People hate on it. Just because it's not full doesn't mean it doesn't look good. I, I, I don't think it looks good at all. <laughs> I, I support Tanaka just because I think it's his face that I just I like. This is, this is the like his face. Don't like the beard. This is the third version of the beard. There's the pre-Yankees, post-Yankees, and the off-season Yankees. Glaber can rock the off-season beard. Glaber, he definitely has the beer going on. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but in terms of the other, like the all time, let's talk. There's different types of beards, obviously, that they got. Like he's got the clean Robbie Cano. He's got the clean beard. He clearly likes that, you know. Rob Robbie Cano can only can, that's like the perfect Robinson Cano beard. Like if it's sort of like the Melky. no other. Yeah. Melky's freaks me out. I don't. I don't like people who don't have the connecting anything. It's just. <laughs> It's yeah, just, it's like the Encarnacion type beard, like before yeah. he came. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, like have a little bit of a stash. I don't know. It just it, it freaks me out. The the heavy chin strap there. Yeah, not a, not a big fan. Uh, another interesting one was this is borderline not allowed, right? That that's below the lip. Borderline not allowed and just looks ridiculous. That's why I don't think it looks bad, but yeah, it wasn't allowed under the that little uh, soul patch there. Gary's cool. got a fire. Show me Gary. Gary, Gary, oh, there, Gary. there we go. I, I love how he wears he, he, he like his brand is I am Gary. <laughs> like we get it, Gary. <laughs> he just looks like a model. <laughs> I am Gary. Look at where he is too. Is that are we is we gonna talk about that? He's going on a nature walk with like a Gucci bag. <laughs> I'm not that surprised. I'm not surprised either, but going in a different route here, some of these this rule helped some people and it hurt some people. People that it hurt were this guy right <laughs> Oh, my God. Jason Shreve. Jason Shreve looked like a little rat with no beard. And he ended up looking not as bad with a beard. Uh, there. Yeah, he, lo- he looks a lot better with, with a beard, you know? Maybe that's why he sucked with the Yankees and isn't that bad with the Cardinals. Is he not that bad with the Cardinals? I mean, he's better than he was with the Yankees. Yeah. but I'm he- pretty sure he had a really good season either last year or season before that sucks but it's all in the beard it's all the mojo but people that it hurt or no people that it helped i think d rob looked so clean with it with no beard and then he ended up getting a beard he doesn't look bad but he definitely looks a lot cleaner with he he looks fine i i think he looks better with a beard yeah i think he looks really i thought he looked better no beard he 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 definitely looks good no beard but he i think most people look better with a beard including him yeah and then there's the acceptable beard this seems like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> then there's the acceptable beard that is no beard. I mean, there's the acceptable rule with the Yankees. And that's the classic sheriff stash. That's, yeah. that's you could see he literally went straight to that lip and then just like he did as much as he possibly could. As much as he was allowed to do. 
Could you imagine making your MLB debut and having to face Jason Giambi stepping into the left-handed batter's box with that thing on his face? <laughs> no. I'd be so scared. I, oh I, would, God. I would not throw to him. I would no, not throw no. to him. And that's the shout-out yeah. that G-Limbs gave to us for this. But honestly, to wrap this beard thing up, and then we'll vote who had the best all-time beard to answer Greg's question, I'm I'm happy about the rule because things like this wouldn't happen. <laughs> we, I, I, that is just disgusting. I know it's a joke, but I hope it's a joke. But things like that would never happen on the Yankees. And if the Athletics had a rule, we wouldn't we wouldn't be seeing this Mike Fires thing. So I'm actually glad they they have the ability to get beards because this was funny. Yeah. And that ends my PowerPoint presentation on Yankees beards through time. So, not very much time. <laughs> but a couple of years, about yeah. 10 years, because we got some people in the comments about Munson. Munson yep. had Munson had a full. I think it was during I could be wrong, but I think it was during like the Munson era that they started the whole no beard thing. And I think he went from a full beard to the mustache and he had probably one of the cooler mustaches in MLB history, too. Yeah. So if we had to vote, who is your favorite? We don't say best. We'll just say favorite beard. Yankee post post Yankee beard. I'm still going with Java. I think that thing is just, you can't beat it. I think you can't beat it. It's the best one I've seen. Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with that. For the sake of uh, argument, I'll say Chase and Shreve because it seemed like <laughs> not only did he get a cool beard, but he turned his career around a little bit because of it. And he looked a little better. He didn't look like. Right. He looked he, good, feel good. He doesn't look like Jesse Pinkman anymore from <laughs> Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had to cast a vote just to be different from you guys. I might I might just go I might go with uh Romine just because of how how interesting I thought it was because he clearly hated the rule. Like he had been growing that thing out the second he left the Yankees and just how yeah. quickly it grew, that's insane. Yeah. Damon, could it's your beard been... grow that fast? No, mine doesn't grow that fast. Mine mine grows this way, not not that way. Yeah, cuz your yeah. beard his is twice the size of your beard and in um in like probably a month, yeah. How how, many, how much time is it from the end of the season to the start of spring training? Also, think about it; they're clean shaving every time, so that it's it's just waiting True. to come out. True, you know, it's different. So the Yankees have the best a while, follicles so just there. So the Yankees have the best follicles in the game because they're always they doing the the shaving. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I used to do that when I I got my first little piece of facial hair after that i'd shave every day to try to get it to grow does that yeah. work i don't know i think I, it's a myth i heard but that's I a myth it, i think it's a myth I, it probably is a myth yeah maybe you should try it though mm. i tried for like a <laughs> week i don't think anything's helping but <laughs> <laughs> all right guys looking to last longer go a few extra rounds get to bluechew.com BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And they're chewable, so they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician is free of cost, and once you're approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHU.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Anyway, let's get to our next voicemail from... What's up, guys? 
Uh, my name's Neo. I'm from the Bronx. Huge fan of the podcast. I just had a question for you. If you could bring back one retired player to start now, who is it and why? All right. Good question. I like that question. Thank you, Neo. It's like Neo from the Matrix. You're the one. You're the one. I used to, from the fun fact, I used to think that uh, they were saying Neil, like Neil Walker. That's yeah. the first Neil that you thought of? No, no, no. Like in, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying as, a, as the comparison, you thought Neil Walker of all? Yeah. Big, I'm a big Yankee. I don't know. That's all I think about. He's not. <laughs> but I, I, I that, thought it, I used to always think it was Neil. Not, I, I, whenever I would quote that, I'd say, you're the one, Neil. And everybody was, was I think Matt it was, he was like, what? Neil. What did yeah. you just what the, what did What did you just say? This is uh this is an interesting question because it's it's There's not the best. You can go with it. It's not the best player. It could be the best player, but if you're saying today, it's it's based on the current needs of the team. Which, That's what I was saying. That's what which is very very different than you know the best player. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's the obvious answer that people could go with, but let's start with Murph before. So I don't because he told me his answer. I don't want to steal it because I usually do that. Yeah, that's true. So I actually I ponder this a lot. I had a, a few, and uh, like positionally, some. I I don't want to say who I was thinking about because you might have thought of one of them. But I thought the best one that I could think of was Roger Clements for now because I didn't know whether we we're taking the generational gap because like you could say Babe Ruth, but is Babe Ruth as good as Babe Ruth was in 1930, or is he the equivalent to that? Right. So I just thought right. Roger Clemens was the safest one because he would. He didn't play far enough ago. He'd still be good. And I think him and Garrett Cole at the top of rotation would be an unstoppable one, too. So I'm going to go with Roger Clemens. Yeah. And when we were talking about that, I loved that. That Because initially we were thinking like the obvious, the Jeter pick that everybody yeah, would probably go. And it's it, that's a cool way to put that because this question's interesting in that you have one position to fill and it should, you can only field the nine players. So mm-hmm. where's the biggest need sort of thing? Like, obviously, you could take the best player, and that'd be an upgrade over Glaber. And if we picked Jeter, who, for sake of argument, and I'll, I'll pick Jeter for mine, because then I'd take Jeter, put him at short, move Glaber to second, and then put DJ at first, and then we solve the first base issue. Because mm-hmm. we don't really – Voight is good, but he's not really – like, he's not slated there over – I'd rather have DJ there. So in a terms of, like, putting nine out there, I think moving – Jeter to short and then moving everybody around past that would be a good move. Uh, but I like I like what your your head was at with that because in terms of just making the team stronger, and especially with Severino going down, adding yeah. Roger Clemens in his mm-hmm. prime to that team with Garrett Cole. I mean, we've seen starting pitching wins World Series or whatever we're going to get this year, like with the Nationals, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, those two mm-hmm. together, paired with obviously the Tanaka, Paxton, everybody like that, that would be scary. Yeah, yeah, that that was my thought process because if you go into a playoff, basically your top three guys in your rotation are the most important in the playoffs. That's why the Astros were so successful the past few years. So if you had Roger Clemens and then Garrett Cole and playoff Tanaka as your three, with Paxton and you know whoever else behind him, yeah, or behind them, that that'd be just lethal in the playoffs. I think. Yeah, I, I would definitely go the same route. I'm not going to say Clemens. I was originally thinking about him, um, but I would definitely go starting pitcher. And I don't know. I was originally thinking about Pettit, 
Yeah, um, because awesome it's nice. It's a strong lefty arm and a rotation that really only has Paxton as a lefty, and he's always a liability or just very inconsistent. So I was thinking about Pettit as as my go to. Um, yeah, I think pitch starting pitching is definitely the way to go for bringing somebody back. Yeah, I could see that, but I mean, obviously. There wouldn't be any wrong answer in this situation, but I there would be one. If <laughs> it was the wrong answer, I don't know. I can think of a couple. But. I mean, yeah, there's some wrong answers, but anything that we're gonna pick is not really a wrong answer. Like, obviously, you could probably you could pick a Rod, you could pick mm-hmm. yeah, play him at third over Geo. That'd be a very good pick, actually. I might actually change yeah. my answer to that because then instead of shifting out Voight bat Voight's bat or something, we just take Geo out, and I'd yeah. In terms of hitting, I'd take Void over Geo. Um, yeah, you could go a bunch of different ways with that, but I, I think the definitely the best answer would probably be ah. Wait, actually, I would say I that or first Mo. baseman. I'm, I'm thinking Why about would we bring it now. Back Mo? I was thinking, I I was th- so I had Mo in my head too. I didn't want to say Mo because I figured one of you guys were going to take Mo. Yeah, so because if you take, Cle- Mo, I still think I would take Clements over Mo because of how dominant our bullpen is anyway. But yeah. I think Mo, you couldn't go wrong with. Because you take about, Mo what about then... first baseman though too. There's a lot Tax. of great, a lot of great Yankee first baseman. Yeah, and that's I, that's the biggest hole in the lineup right now. Yeah, because that would directly solve the issue that I was shifting and solving. It's interesting. You got, you, you got Tino. You got Giambi. Giambi. You got, Lou Gehrig, we're going to go all the way back there. Nah, Mattingly. I don't want to go too Mattingly. far back because yep, we don't know about the translation. But well, we can just—I mean, we're deciding. So, Mickey, did Mickey Mantle play a couple first base? Nah, he, was, he was in the outfield. We're not going to soil him in there. See what happens. We're not going to soil Mickey and throw him at first. Like if he's coming, <laughs> if he's coming in, he's playing the outfield. <laughs> like, yeah, true. What are we going to keep like Brett Gardner out there over Mickey Mantle? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm all for Brett, but he's, I don't think he's Gardner's coming off his best year. I don't know. Watch Speaking out. Speaking of beards, I wish Brett Gardner could have a beard. I, I would love to could. see the bald with the beard. I think he'd look good with a beard. I, I'll I photo- have to strongly disagree I'll with Photoshop that. that uh, and, I think he'd look good with it. I'll Photoshop that and throw, I'll put Romine's beard. I'll put Romine's beard on Gardner and we'll see how it looks. No, it. well, don't put Romine's beard. You got to get one that fits. <laughs> I'll throw it on the screen right now. Boop. <laughs> Not now, obviously, later when I edit it, but. I don't know. I think I don't think he would look good with a beard. Yeah, I I disagree as well. I'd right. have to say I think he would look good. No. So I I like I like that question. So that'll end our voicemails for this episode. Going forward, definitely send us in your voicemails. The number I'll, I, it's on our Twitter. It's pinned to the top. Uh, send those in. We'll play them on the pod and react to them. Anything you want? Questions, topics, reactions? How you're feeling during the quarantine? Anything? We'll talk about anything. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. The next topic I wanted to talk about was a debate that we put up on the Twitter. Uh, it was 
could Judge be the next captain? And I have my opinions on this, but if one of you want to start, uh, I'll I'll go ahead. I will he is a very very different conversation. Maybe than could he? Can he or could he be? Um, I'm you're gonna hate me saying this, but I just think it's if if there if there's any one to be Yankee captain, he's going to be the Yankee captain. If that happens, is a very big if. Um, I was taking a look earlier today about Jer- uh, Derek Jeter's career before he became captain, and Derek Jeter became captain in 2003 after playing eight seasons with the Yankees, and he put up a pretty spectacular stat line up until 2003. Um, he was, you know, top ten MVP voting three to four different times rookie of the year all-star it's a very very impressive resume and that along with his natural born leadership and just Derek Jeter being Derek Jeter that was the inevitable conclusion that he was going to be the Yankee captain I think Judge is on the way Um, I think he has that charisma to be the leader the team leader that um, you know really defines what a Yankee captain should be. He is like the perfect Yankee. He's shown leadership. Um, He's, you know, been the top MVP person for one year and was like, was it 12th? I'm looking at it right now. He's the 12th MVP voting before that. And I think that if he keeps this up and puts more consistent stat lines together and stays healthy and continues to be the player that we all hope that he can be, um, there's potential for it for sure. I, uh, yeah, I kind of am with you on, uh, the whole not being able to decide whether he should or shouldn't be and whether he will or will not be, but I've just been looking at the past, but even before Jeter and the, the names that it's Thurman Munson, Greg Nettles, Willie Randolph, Ron Guidry, Mattingly, Jeter. And then that's since Lou Gehrig. So then it was, it was Ruth Everett Scott, Lou Gehrig before that. So since the all you know, Yankee legends, all Yankee all. legends. So Gehrig stopped in 1939, and then Munson took over in '76. That's like a 30 year gap. Yeah, and then it's still after that. It's only been you know four or five guys. I don't know if Judge fits in that company yet. Could yeah. he? Definitely, but he's also getting kind of he's you know 28, 29 right now. Yeah, he's kind of pushing that. And I don't know. He'd need he need more time. And you look at those names. They are again the Yankee legends. If, right. if we're not ready to say, I, I can't even put those those words together. You know, it, there's there's a long way to go, but I think the potential is there. I, yeah, and like there's some guys that just Yankee legends that aren't on this list. Yeah, and and some of the best, like Mickey Mantle, was what well, isn't on this list, and he's one of the best greatest Yankees of all time. Yogi Berra is not on this list. Uh, you know, just m- so many people, and he would just need to. Uh, I think it would be pretty extenuating circumstances for him to actually become a captain. Do I think he'd do a good job? Yes. Is he the face of the Yankees? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I love the guy? Yeah. Uh, Is he a captain? I think the whole, the best part of the Yankee captain is that it's such an elite company. And I think if we were to give it to him now or in the next few years, it would be premature. Yeah. So I, my thought process here to play devil's advocate, because you both don't think he, because the question is, could he be not right now? So I think, Absolutely, he could be because of and what makes a captain 
from the names you listed, obviously their performance on the field, their performance as a as a career, the resume and all that stuff, MVP numbers, which obviously Judge has because we're going to just indirectly give him that one because he definitely won stats-wise and Altuve cheated, whatever. So he has the my point being he has the caliber to put up MVP MVPs, multiple MVPs. Hopefully if he can stay on the field, that's the one thing. He hasn't been able to stay on the field all the time, but the one thing he has in common with everybody who is a captain is the charisma, like the captain-like attitude. Like he is the he has the Jeter-like responses to the media. He like knows how to handle himself. He knows how to handle others. You saw that with Clint and how he mm-hmm. used to always handle him. And when he, when he was gone, an interesting thing is when he was gone on injury and he was rehabbing. That's when Clint freaked out, and they have lockers right next to each other. And I I don't know I don't know if we're gonna read too deeply into that, but. That's just an interesting to interesting thing to note that when he was gone, Clint went out of control. So I, yeah. I it just shows how much Judge brings to the table, like emotionally, and that's what you need as a captain. Yes, he doesn't. The argument, the counter argument that everybody's making on Twitter and you guys is, and I buy into it too, is that he he is injury, not not injury prone. I don't want to say that because I know there have been fluke injuries, and I'm a big supporter and that he's not injury prone but he needs to stay on the field for the next couple seasons like he needs to put up these numbers for the next couple years yeah. he needs to keep doing that but i think if he does that i think the the harder thing to do to become a captain he's already done like you know he already has the emotional aspect of a captain yeah his yes his player characteristics play in perfectly to what a captain should be um, completely agree with that. I think the only the only thing that's holding him back is you, you look at what defines an actual captain, right? It's being able to stay on the field and be that role model for the rest of the team and be the person who has that experience on the field, who has that playoff experience, who can show the rest of the team the right direction and lead them on the path towards another World Series. And... Path, that's what the, the that's what a Yankee captain should be. What the path to righteousness? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead, Murph. I just think the biggest thing that we're kind of overlooking is that Jeter is like the epitome of the Yankees captain. He's like so at least for generation, fill. he is the Yankee captain, and he it took him seven years to get named the Yankee captain. So we're looking at you know four or five years now about before judge would get that get named captain if it was anything like Jeter and those four and five years would have he would have to show us even more than he already has even though he's a spectacular player and he's a spectacular Yankee but that just goes to show how renowned and difficult it is to be a Yankee captain and I yeah. think that's just I, I I would love to see him fill that shoe and be a Yankee captain but eesh. It's a hard it's a yeah. big thing shoes to, to fill for, for I get it. Peter. I get it. I'm just saying yeah. in terms of the question, could he be? I think yes. I think he produ- he possesses all of the aspects. He checks all the boxes to be a captain. He just needs to yeah. keep doing it for the next I don't know how many years. I don't know how many years would be acceptable to name a captain. Uh I maybe I'd say 5 more years if he is acting like this for the next 5 years, maybe stays on the field a little more. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Four or five years in the year twenty twenty five. Continues this. If he continues this up, is still a Yankee and is continuing to be this level of 
captainness. And <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I literally the way that sentence was moving. I knew you were gonna make up some word that captainness. <laughs> that captainness. Or it's like I, the. I it's say, like uh, how I met your mother. Where he goes the impossible. I, yeah, I thought you were gonna <laughs> say like impossible, impossible. I thought you were gonna say captaincy or captain. Either way, captain. Either way. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I yeah. I, I think 2025 is the year that we're going to judge judge on being a captain. I think he. Let's revisit it then. But uh, to spin this a little bit, do you think uh, he is the only one on the captain watch right now? Is there anybody else in mind that you think could be a captain? Are they born yet? Is there? Do you think anybody else? I think he's the only one that's the only one. active rockster Yankee. On the uh, somebody in the comments mentioned Guardian, kind of a cool concept. Like he's wonderful, great Yankee. Too old, obviously not, not a captain, but maybe uh, maybe honorary for a year, like his last year. Honor, yeah, yeah, but they don't do that. That's the whole point that. of it. Yeah. That they don't do honorary anyway. captains. It's, it's okay. such an exclusive list that you can't be like, oh, this guy's like, it'd be cool if he got it, so he should get it, kind of thing. It's like you you need to be like. It needs to be yeah, yeah. so obvious that it's not a debate before nothing, he gets it. It's nothing yep. against Guardy either. He's he's the definition of a perfect Yankee. It's just I don't. He's just not. He doesn't. He doesn't. Of the of yeah. Captain. He has the the like leadership. He has all that. He but I mean I, I just not that I don't like. I like this. I like when he bangs. But captains don't bang on the roof like that. Jeter does. Could you see Jeter doing the let Brett bang thing? No. Just, if we're sitting here arguing about whether or not somebody should be the captain, they should be the captain. It should be like Jeter. In 2003, nobody was probably objecting Derek Jeter to be the captain, at least not yeah. in a big way. No, I know. So I, I think to, to in conclusion, with we mentioned it, just he could be. That's I think Judge is the only one on that ballot, and it's up to him to decide whether he can sustain that. Um. Another fun DM that we got, actually. I'll, I'll leave that to the end, actually. Um, next topic I wanted to go through was top five players under 25. So, obviously, we have a lot of players that are under 25. We got some young guys, the baby bombers. But the one that comes to mind that I wanted to see where he fits on this list was Glaber Torres. None other than GT right here. Got the new signed jersey. Got yeah, the new signed jersey. You can't see it. And just to clarify, this is the entire MLB. Entire MLB. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he fits somewhere on, on the list, but we'll see where you guys go with it. Murph, why don't you start us off? So I wasn't totally sure whether we were including pitchers or not, but I, told um, you I put him. I told you we are. They're, they're people too. <laughs> okay, so with pitchers, I put him five. So read your so list. So I have Bellinger, then Acuna, then Soto, then Jack Flaherty, and then Glaber. So if we're not doing Jack pitchers, he's fourth. Flaherty. I have the exact same list. Really? Yeah. And I think that is the list. Damon, what was your list? Yeah. Uh, I had honorable mention was Moncado. Yeah. Moncado's on. He's on my. He's later on my list too. Yeah. What was your I top five? I think he'd be five. Uh, Glaber four, and then. Uh, I have Soto, Acuna, and Bellinger. So you have so read from top to bottom. You just went out of. A- <laughs> yeah, went, like, I was reading. I was like reading five, my list. Four, two, three, one. You made I was that reading my difficult. list as I was scrolling, so it was coming up as I was reading it. You went. Like, <laughs> you went out of order. That was ridiculous. Um, I think it's it's Bellinger, Acuna, Soto. Um, 
and then Glaber, Moncada. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement on at least for the top three: Bellinger, Cunha, Soto. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of debate. I don't that. think there's no, I don't think there's any movement with that. They're they're top players in the league regardless of age. Yeah, and the interesting mm-hmm. thing though, Bellinger is 24, so when he turns 25, then might be Glaber's time to shine. But being five on that list is not a bad thing. Like we love Glaber, we're not downplaying how great Glaber is. These are all great players, and I could see some people making the argument uh, that he is a little higher on the list. But in terms of right, yeah. I don't. I think five is the highest he gets. Maybe four if you take Flaherty down. But there are some really good players that I had. So I have about you know, probably ten or fifteen names on my screen right now that I had to make a list out of. Because yeah. and so he's above for me: Tatis, Devers, Albies, mm-hmm. Alvarez, Moncada. Those are those all are guys that could be Shane, five instead Shane of Shane Bieber, right? Devers. Shane Bieber is up there. Devers. Yeah. I said Devers, oh. but yeah, Devers. Uh, yeah, like I think. You know, there's some really good talent. It's just interesting to me. This is why it was a fun topic is because the players under 25, like not only is, are they, I'm saying the top five players under 25, the majority of the league's talent is under 25. That's why it's a cool thing that not only are they just the best young players, but the league is young. Like the league is mm-hmm. really which young. Which is, which really like, I really started to notice, notice that because we started when we started watching baseball the league was young like it's always been young yeah but when they started to replay all the the games back in the 80s and 90s there's some old like do you didn't you just didn't see that like yeah. these, these are some grown ass men playing baseball in the in the 80s and 90s and then now it's just all these young people i feel like yeah people were the, supposed to come up and do and not be the stars that they are now people yeah and that's why like that's why I think the Griffies and the Jeters of the world were like the first like young players to break the ice and burst like, onto yeah. the scene. Yeah, like burst onto yeah. the scene. It's yeah. crazy. Like it was supposed to be people come up and then you get knocked back into your place. Like welcome to the show. Like that's yeah. the other thing. And it's no, not, not it's kidding. not like that at all. Like people, and the kids showed up. The kids are showing up. They got the let the kids play movement. That dope commercial with Ken Griffey that was sick. And honestly, yeah. he's like the last one to do it. Like I mean, some of them, it was about the turn of the century. With the when Jeter Griffey A Rod, like yeah. that kind of that's and, when it started. But sure. now it's just everybody, everybody's coming up. Like, you got just Trevor Story when he came up and he lit the world on fire. You got just everybody, Tim Anderson winning the batting title, you Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. Oh, Trout. We're not gonna talk Soto, about Trout. Devers. Devers. There's so Gallo. many, the list, the list goes on. Bryant, Gary, yeah. the majority of the league's best players are all young, and it's just really cool to see, I think. And obviously. You got some people coming up like the like the Jason Dominguez's who could be in that category. And if it's twenty years ago or however however many years ago, I don't know, we might be talking about him not only because we're waiting for him to come up because he's seventeen, but then how long does it take until he makes an impact? Now we're talking first day impact. Like if he comes up, he could be making an impact that day. I remember we were at I don't know which one of you guys were there with us, but we were at, I was at Glaber's first game when he got called up and he didn't get hit that day, but like he, like these young players are having impacts. Like you inject them in the lineup. That's instant, like instant buzz. Like you get instant juice at like young studs that are just coming in and producing. It's crazy. And uh, honestly, if we're revisiting the, the, the top five, I think Flaherty did that for the Cardinals. Flaherty's back half of the, season last year was be- historically 
great. Like he put a yeah, point yeah, point like, nine. He had a point nine one ERA in the second half of baseball. That's not only the best in Cardinals history. That's close to one of the best back halves in MLB history. And he's yep. the reason why they made the playoffs. And mm-hmm. that's why he could definitely gets number four on that list because his season last year was just unbelievable. But yep. there, long story short, there's no problem being five on that list. That was in long my explanation for why yeah, he's five. Yeah, he's on five behind some of the most spectacular talent in the MLB aside from age. And he's, yeah. in, he's in that company. He's one of the most spectacular talents. Yes, he is. And he's only getting better, which is scary. Yeah. So our next topic I wanted to get into was our favorite, just favorite players we get into. There's obviously you no know, baseball, so let's talk about a little bit of our... Because I, I honestly, our favorite players have shifted so much and like the youth movement has come along. My favorite player currently on the Yankees is Gleyber Torres. As you can see, I have two jerseys on the wall, one you can't see. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion on who your favorite Yankees are right now. Murph. <laughs> I, I, I think Gleyber is also mine, but uh, I also am a huge Tyler Wade guy, so I, I'll, I'll stick with Tyler Wade for now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a broken record saying there, but he's just so hard not to like. And it's, yeah. it's just, he's like the ideal favorite player, and he's just so much fun to watch. Um, and I know I've said it a million times too, but I'm a huge Clint Frazier fan. So I hope he gets the chance to play, and he'll be my favorite player then. Um, so, yeah. And then I, honorable mention is Aaron Hicks because he's yeah. just. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Aaron Hicks is just such a phenomenal player and such an exciting player to watch. You know, it's funny though. I didn't realize how much I loved Aaron Hicks until we did the mini episode on Hicks. And then I realized, wait, I think Hicks is my number two. <laughs> I think I really love Hicks. So I thought that was interesting because we did the gift thing too. Whoever, who had your favorite Yankees in gift form. And there were a lot of different ones. I was expecting like a lot of Glabers and a lot of judges, but a lot of people love Guardy. Like a lot of, I love Guardy too, but yeah. a lot of, he's a lot of people's number one. Which was interesting. I mean, yeah, he's he's been a Yankee for you know, yeah. 10, 15 years. It's just interesting to see who's winning over the fans and how quickly Glaber has become a lot of people's number ones, which is crazy too. Yeah, and some people even said Ford, which that was crazy. What's wrong with Ford? His favorite player? <laughs> no, I know. I think we're I think we're gonna start seeing more Andahars because I think Andahar being hurt all last season kind of. Yeah. He took it. That's when he took his backseat to Glaber, and Glaber kind of took over. But the year before, mm-hmm. it was Andhar and Glaber, and Glaber was a little flashier with the glove and everything. Oh, no, it was Anduhar. Anduhar can flat like, out hit. Yeah, and I think Anduhar I think was, Anduhar is going to become people's favorite yeah. I think if he played, if he played a full season last year, a lot of people would have him in the top as well. But I think he just like it's the recency bias. Yeah, people are yeah, short. That's exactly people, are, what it is. people are quick to forget, and I Damon just used my term that I enlightened him about. Frequency right. bias? Yeah. He recency. He or recency bias, sorry. He was today yeah. years old when he realized that term. But not, not <laughs> I think it's I think I think people people are very quick to forget things. They like I ha- I don't know how people forget how good Andujar was. He was literally our MVP that year. Yeah. I mean a full season gets in the way and you you, you see part of it's cause Geo stepped in and we weren't necessarily missing him as much as we would have if Geo stunk, so Yep, that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, so who next? Who is your favorite all-time Yankee? 
that's a tough question. That's such a tough question. Um, I do you have one? Why well, yeah, I think because I mean I probably uh, probably, um, probably going to go. I mean the fan pick is probably going to be Jeter, and he definitely is my number one, honestly. But if I was going to go different, if I was going to go a different route, probably go Swisher. I just love Swisher. Yeah, everything about him. He was just. I'm going to say just because I've. Yeah, one of my favorite players was Robinson Cano. Um, yep. He was just him watching him field the baseball and hit the baseball was the smoothest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Like his swing and him feeling that that backhand ground ball and just flicking the wrist to first base. Um, him and then just like an older player would be Bernie. Yeah. yeah. Bernie was on, on on my thought. So yeah, I, this one's tough tough because I got to go with somebody that I've grew up kind of watching because it's hard not to. Like I I could go back and say Thurman Munson because I love the story of Thurman Munson, but I never got to watch Thurman Munson. So I, I don't know if I could say he's my favorite. But sticking with catchers, I think my favorite's Jorge Posada. Yeah, I like he 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 was a good fielding catcher, switch hitter. No batting gloves. I didn't wear batting gloves until I was in high school, just because Jorge <laughs> never wore batting gloves. I caught because Jorge was a catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore five because my grandfather liked DiMaggio, but you know, yeah, I wore twenty four all throughout. Yeah, high school. yeah, yeah. Cano was a good one too, though. Cano would have been. Yeah, that's why Cano reached. Uh, Damon reached on Cano in our all time Yankees draft. He took him number one overall. Yeah, well, I thought we were going on who we liked too. So we are. We are. So, him. <laughs> we were. It's not really a reach. So I mean, he was. That wasn't a bad pick because he was one of the best. Yeah, second like base, second base is a pretty historically thin position. Yeah, for the Yankees yeah. and Cano's, Cano's pretty good. On so that. who who's your favorite? We'll just do another one. Last thing from the favorites, we'll do favorite current non-Yankee. Mine's Acuna. I'm like, like Braves are my Braves are my like second favorite team, and I just love watching them play. And I think Acuna is just electric to watch, and he's. He's one of those guys that's going to be the face of the, the MLB for a long time. Oh yeah, because he's he plays with that like that fire under him, and that's the type of play that we need to see all the time. And he's like a good representation of where we, where we want the MLB to be in yeah. like yeah four years. So I'm saying Lindor for very similar reasons. Yeah, I was going to say that I love too. watching Lindor. Honestly. He, he, yeah, go sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's it's just like the I can never have a favorite player that's not smooth in the field. Yeah, basically, and he he just fits that bill. There was when there was talk of him coming to the Yankees in this past off season, with no disrespect to Glaber, I had no problem bringing him into shortstop and ha- sliding Glaber to Glaber to third or second or wherever just to fit Lindor. I, I think he would a fit really well on the Yankees if he ever were to come over, and uh, b he's just an outstanding player. Yeah. I think it was interesting when you, Damon said, uh, cause this is something we've been talking about recently. Like who, who's your favorite secondary team? Like who is your other team? Obviously we're Yankees fans, but mm-hmm. like, it's cool to have us another team. And I like going, uh, NL route just so we have another team in the, on the other side. And honestly, my favorite team and my favorite current player, not on the Yankees is, Nolan Arenado. I love Nolan Arenado, and, and I think that's my favorite secondary team. And it's cool to pick a secondary team because you don't really care if they lose, but it's fun to watch. So like mm-hmm. that's why I picked the Rockies as my secondary team because 
Like they're gonna lose a lot of games because their pitching sucks, but they are fun, very fun to watch offensively. So that's yeah. why. Also, to me, it's also because like picking an NL team, not picking like you know following an NL team that you like to watch is also really cool because I feel like last year when I um I watched so much NL baseball, which you don't typically get to watch all the time. Yeah, I mean when we get baseball back, I'm going to watch. Every game there is. Yeah. I'm going to watch so much baseball. I'm going to watch Padres Brewers at one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and I'm going to love every second. Of I it. would literally <laughs> cut my leg off to watch the, the Orioles play the Mariners. I don't, like any type of baseball. I wouldn't cut my leg off, but I would. I like to watch any game possible, and when that <laughs> game does happen, I'm going to watch every second of it. It's going to be great. But uh, yeah, ending that. Why don't we get into our DMs and wrap this thing up? Yeah, uh, let's do it. First DM we got was an interesting one. It was uh, the walk-up song predictions, like who, like maybe reflecting on what walk-up songs we've seen from the Yankees last year, and maybe make a little prediction on what they what they could end up doing. One that came to mind from last year, we've talked about it before. The walk-up song, Geo's walk-up song, is just like basically a Bible scripture. Like it was just a Bible, like a praise Jesus song. I think Geo goes that same route again. I think I, I don't have a, a, any song in mind, but maybe we have John Sterling read literally a Bible scripture that could, <laughs> that could go like whenever Geo gets up there, he gets on the loudspeaker and he starts just reading out gospel. He reads spirit, out. Yeah. Like spirit in the sky or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just like a chapter in the Bible. And he just, that's Geo. And then if you're the pitcher and you hear that, John Sterling's voice saying that, what do you do? You Just can't you angel, can't do it. Angels in the outfield, man. You angels intentionally walk him. You intentionally walk him every time. Just let the ball fly. I don't know. Um, so I had one. So not a big – I'm a very specific and old-fashioned taste in music, so not a lot of – I didn't know half the songs that Yankees walked up to. Um, but Gardy had – this like a Luke Bryan country song. And uh, so I thought it'd be funny if sticking with the country thing, he had ain't as good as I once was by Toby Keith, because the whole premise of the song is I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm <laughs> as good once as I ever was, which I think would fit Guardy's season. Like he's coming back for one more. He's Damn. not the young Guardy, but like, you know, say he steps up, hits a grand slam or something. Good once as he ever was. Wow. That's, that's I thought deep. that was kind of cool. Yeah, you went that's deep with deep. that one. That's deep. That's really deep, Murphy. Yeah, no, that was the only one that I was like, oh, that'd be kind of funny. And yeah. Um, I'm going um, with uh, Aaron Judge because um, one of his walk-up song was the smoothest thing I've ever heard was the – Bang, and then it was all rise, and then through the late night yeah. played. Well, that I wasn't his. Not. That wasn't his last year. I know that I'm was two years ago, but that was still awesome. That yeah. was my favorite walk up song because I'm a like diehard Kid Cudi fan. Yeah, and Kid Cudi and Travis Scott just came out with a new song called "The Scots" a couple days ago. So recent news, that's gonna be the song, no doubt in my mind. You think? Lock it in. Lock it in. No doubt in my mind. Place your bets. All, all the Scots. The Scots are. Gonna take it home. What was his last year? Was it the Pure Water? Um, I don't know. I think it was a Drake. I don't know. I think it was a Drake song. Maybe it wasn't as good as two years ago. His rookie was uh, that his rookie year? Yeah, Feel Late Night was just. It was just so smooth. That was two with, years. Uh, two years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was so smooth with. Um, the 
Yeah, that judged was last year. Last year's wasn't. I remember it wasn't as good. I, I the one that's interesting. What route is it? It was mustard, pure water. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I didn't really like that as much. But an interesting one. Does DJ go the same route? That like because he that was a shock to the world. DJ comes out with the speed it up. And I hope he keeps it. I hope it's the same thing. <laughs> you want an exact same song? Exactly the same. I think that I whenever I listen to that song now, it resonates exactly with DJ LeMahieu getting up to that. And <laughs> I think now it does. But when you first heard so that, perfect. it's so perfect. When you first heard that, there's no way. Yeah. Like when DJ LeMahieu walks up there, Joe Random. You are not expecting. Not expecting. Speed it up. <laughs> I, I have my Speed eyes up. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I think Aaron Hicks is probably getting up right now. Like, yeah. If you had your eyes closed, <laughs> literally, yeah, my eyes closed. Yeah. Um, I was looking at just kind of some walk-up songs from around the league, just to see if any would be cool if one of the Yankees guys didn't said. Now I didn't know this. You guys might have, but Otani's walk-up <laughs> song when he's hitting is the Game of Thrones theme song. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. That's <laughs> that wild. Because so cool. I've been talking about, like, I think I said that to somebody. Like, somebody should do that. That'd be yeah, lit. No, he did. Like, imagine you walk up to the Game of Thrones theme song. Like, you can do oh anything. I think I was kind of disappointed because he has that when he's batting. But I think it would be cooler if he, if did he walked he out pitching. to pitch. That's but I guess he doesn't cool. really come out of the bullpen. So yeah. It, it, I guess that's why, because he actually it actually comes. Well, out when he bag. warms up, he could probably play it. Yeah, I guess, but like it's not as cool to warm up as it is to walk. That's out. wild. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But I my had, other favorite was Charlie Blackman had "Your Love" by the Outfield. Thought that was a really cool one too. I knew you would just, just throw another one in there. Just like that's another La Murphy favorite song. That's why you <laughs> liked it. It was the, it was the classic. I mean, he looks like he should be having a nice country song like. Brett Gardner, I expect that's not a country song, is it not? It's not, not a country no, song. It's like a, it's you, it's Josie's on a vacation. Uh, far away. Oh yeah, I like that song. That one. Yeah. You will yeah. never ever get me to sing into a microphone ever again. Why? So enjoy. I guarantee. I will. I guarantee <laughs> we can do. We can do a Murphy's <laughs> Got Talent. Words, I will get you to sing into the microphone again. We can do Murphy's Got Talent. <laughs> Next Tuesday, everybody, we're gonna do Murphy's Got Talent. We're gonna. Put him up there, and we're gonna have him start singing. Just start singing anything. Can we all come up with a skill, like a hidden skill, and just have like a hidden skill for ten minutes? That's Murph. Yeah, we gotta find one. I think Murph is gonna do that. Murph's gonna have his two skills are having great hats that don't, yep, that are broken, and having a good a good voice. Murph can make a fire at halftime. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying to you before before we got on air that hat is. Like it needs to be broken. There's it can't be like a hat that's oh that's like perfectly fine. Like it, it was better. Things world. It's better. Well, broken. this was funny. So before we got on to actually record, we were on trying to set this all up, and I was like looking around, and I'm home obviously for the quarantine, and I'm like, I'm recording a video show to be released on the internet in my mom's basement. I feel like I'm on <laughs> Wayne's World, and then it occurred <laughs> to me that I have a Wayne's World hat, so I'm wearing it. I don't blame you. <laughs> right. In my mom's basement. <laughs> There's Murphy for you. In my mom's basement. Uh, all so, right. Uh, last thing I wanted to close this out with was Damon. Since this is, it was just interesting. You Damon went got famous recently. Damon went viral. I snaps, did to snaps all my for Damon. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, yeah, it's first time for everything. You know, I want to thank my first time uh, owner. Viral three tweet <laughs> to. Uh, 
who were sticking around for me from the beginning. <laughs> um, do you want me to go into it? Yeah, yeah. go into it. I mean, Damon, you're not a math. Well, keep guy. in mind before he did. Keep in mind about a month ago, we all received a text. How do you use Twitter from Damon? <laughs> I did. And a, and a month later, it's he so made true. it. He figured it out. Mama I was like, made it. I was like, how do you how do you get like your comment above a, someone else's tweet? And I was like. Is that a retweet? Like, do I press something different? Is the quote a tweet? <laughs> do I need to update my phone? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what do I do? Is it my Wi-Fi connection? And it's interesting that this is the one that went viral for you because you're not a math guy. Everybody should know that about Damon. Damon's not a math guy. Even though math. this isn't a math pod, but Damon's definitely not a math guy. Yeah. But so, first, uh, first time owner of a viral tweet. Here we are, yeah. Damon. So the tweet was, it was a picture of Garrett Cole's house, and it was like a live look at Garrett Cole's $5.6 million mansion in Greenwich, Connecticut. And I was like, $5.6 million. I was like, I remember seeing some breakdown of his um, contract about how much money he makes per game or whatever. So I was like, let me try and figure out how much is, how many strikeouts this guy needs to pay off his house. So... According to the math, Garrett Cole needs to strike out 51 players to pay for a $5.6 million mansion. Yes, I did the math. <laughs> it's about that four games. That is about, yeah, four games if he's consistent. Four good games. That's wild. Yep. Yeah. What does he, nice. he do the rest of the 158 games? I don't know. Anything, anything else? I mean, if we play, if we play baseball, I don't know. But all right, that's it from me. Anybody else have anything? Um, ah, I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining on the first live episode. We'll be live again. Thank you, guys. And for everyone who's watching, who probably is that much right now, uh, live trivia tonight. Oh, true. Thirty. Be there. We will be joined by Kevin Fuller and Matt Barletta. Yes, live trivia tonight. We've been doing that every week, and it's been a lot of fun. So we've been doing just Jeopardy boards, anything baseball, not just Yankees-related. So if you're tuning in with us live right now, if you're listening on the podcast, we'll do it. we're going to start doing it every week because we don't have baseball for a little bit. So just tune Even in Even starts up again, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, it's a fun time. We're, we're big trivia guys. So we might as well just have some fun with you guys. Maybe thanks, we'll- Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> so if we uh, – I don't know. We we might end up getting you guys on. Maybe maybe coach can play some trivia with us. So uh, we'll yeah, do that. come back eight thirty tonight. Eight thirty. See you guys there. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Wish right now. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Wish right now. You're a wish to go back to a place much simpler than this. Cause after all the partying and smashing and crashing, and all the glitz and the glam and the fashion, and all the pandemonium and all the madness, there comes a time where you fade to the blackness. And when you're staring at that phone in your lap, and you hoping but them people never call you back, back. But that's just how the story unfolds. You get another hand soon after you fold. And when your plans unravel in the sand, what would you wish?
quit smoke if you had one chance. So we're playing airplane. Sorry, I'm late. I'm on my way, so don't close that gate. If I don't make that, then I switch my flight and I'll be right back at it by the end of the night. That Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.